A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 877-GO-LATHAM. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is 5.05 and this is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke this morning. Between now and 6 o'clock, we'll have a look at everything that's going on in the farm department right now and all of your farm news. I know that weather is something that's on a lot of people's minds right now. So, of course, we'll have our talk with egg meteorologist Stu Muck. But looking at current weather conditions right now in La Crosse, there may be some showers, maybe not. It all kind of depends on what you're seeing and temperatures are right around 59 degrees. While in Boston, things are clear at 54. Fond du Lac, you're clear at 57. Oshkosh, clear at 55. Ripon, you're clear at 53. And here in Madison, things are clear at 56 degrees. That's just a brief look at your weather right now. But of course, we'll have more with ag meteorologist Stu Muck, who's going to hopefully give us all the details on this potential incoming weather this weekend. Uh, later on in the show, towards 6 o'clock, we'll be having Bryce Knorr back. We're happy to have him back. I hope he had a wonderful vacation, but we were happy to see what's going on in the commodities market more so with him and early in the show today we've got josh scramlin talking with some exhibitors from all across the country who are at world dairy expo world dairy expo did wrap up last saturday so we're getting to be a bit away from there but it's still interesting to hear the stories of people who had to travel farther than a lot of us in wisconsin have to so josh will be giving us more information about that as we go into the morning And then, of course, we'll have a look at your agribusiness news. And as always, we have a look at those opening market numbers today as well. And before we head into the next part of our show, I want to remind you to head over to our website, themidwestfarmreport.com. And while there, sign up for your own free Fabulous Farm Baby Bib. All you have to do is sign up and we'll send you a free bib in the mail. And all we ask in return is that you send us a photo of your little baby rocking that bib so we can show them off on our website as well. So head over to themidwestfarmreport.com to sign up for that. I'm Reba McClone and we'll be right back after this. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. And by your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam at FabulousFarmBabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. World Dairy Expo truly is a world show, not just for exhibitors, but for visitors from all over the world. But the exhibitors and their dairy cattle are at the forefront. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Reba, I know uh, you and Josh kind of looked around the barns and found a lot of folks that uh, weren't locals. 
That's right, Bob. This is Reba McClone at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And like you said, World Dairy Expo brings people from all across the world. And for Josh, this was his first experience. And so finding an opportunity to speak with those people who came to Wisconsin just to experience this weather to show or just as a visitor was something he found to be really interesting. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, kind of reflecting on World Dairy Expo as it's in the rearview mirror, taking place last week in Madison. Us Wisconsinites kind of take this event for granted because it's just expo. It's been around for a long time. It's right in our backyard. We're just used to it being here. But what you got to understand is that for a lot of people around the country and truly around the world, This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. This is their Super Bowl. This is their vacation. This is something that they will cross international borders to get to. When I was at Expo last week, I was looking at everybody's signs, and I was seeing where they were from. And obviously, there's a lot of Wisconsin. There's a lot of Minnesota and states that are here and are, are known for dairy. But I was in search of exhibitors that had traveled a long, long ways to get to Madison. And needless to say, the exhibitors did not disappoint. Grayson Schmidt from Riverdale, California. Grayson, how many cows did you uh, guys bring here to World Dairy Expo? We brought 19 head. Uh, Our heifers were already back in Wisconsin, so we trucked uh, 10 cows and four other heifers out, so 14 total. So how many miles, how many hours would it be from where you're at in California to here in Madison? We're uh, 2,200 miles, but uh, we stop. uh, We're about 24 hours in. We stop in Cheyenne, Wyoming. At the stockyards, it's a good opportunity opportunity to get the cows off, rest them, rest the people, and to get everybody everybody restarted. And if you were to go straight through, it'd take you 42 hours, 44 hours. <laughs> What's the biggest logistical problem? Are you guys using, uh, I assume, multiple stock trailers? Uh, what, what's your fleet look like when it's rolling across the country? This year, for the first year, we actually brought... Uh, Two semis, one with the cows, obviously, and the other one with all our tack and hay and everything we needed for the week. And then we also drove a stock trailer behind the semi with the cattle. And then my final question, all the way from California, obviously this is the Super Bowl of dairy, but put into words why you guys drive uh, 42 hours to uh, make it to Madison. Well, I think I speak for myself and my employers. We have a passion for registered Holsteins and like you said this is the Super Bowl of dairy cattle it's also a great marketing opportunity there's nowhere else you go with uh, dairy cattle that you have this number of international people and and people from this country as well that come through and look at your cattle and um, a lot of interest a lot of opportunity that way as well we're going to take things from the golden state to the green mountain state and for those of you thinking i'm not the best at u.s trivia i'm not sure which state is the green mountain state i'll give you a hint it's on the complete opposite side of the country than california my name is richard giddings and we're from brandon vermont how long did it take you to get here it took us about 22 hours with two trucks two trailers uh to travel out here between needing to stop and water and milk and feed and uh, make sure everybody was safe and sound. So 22 hours. I'm trying to think of a U.S. map in my in my brain right now. I know New York's there. I know Pennsylvania, Ohio. What were what was the route that you guys took to get here to Madison, Wisconsin? Because we don't want to start and stop a lot, we actually tend to come down to Albany off of 87 and then take 90 all the way across west till it becomes 80. And then to avoid Chicago, we come all the way across to La Crosse and then head north up uh, 39. You're a very smart man. Avoiding Chicago, that is a way of life. Uh, I'm originally from Michigan, so for me to get back to Michigan, 
it's all in avoiding Chicago, and I can imagine with with uh, with your guys' setup, it'd probably be a nightmare. Yes, if you get held up in traffic, it can uh, cause great stress. So it's just much better to keep moving and to travel a little bit farther. How many cows did you guys bring in? What's your whole setup look like here at Dairy Expo? We have 14 cows in our string, uh, four different breeds. Uh, two of the breeds showed yesterday, uh, some will show tonight and tomorrow morning, and then the rest will finish off tomorrow night. Uh, so two cows, uh, four yearlings, and uh, six, uh, another eight uh, younger calves. How many years have you guys been coming to World Dairy Expo? My first trip here was in 1989, and I have come on and off. Uh, since then, I've been coming steadily for the, like the last 10 years. And why is it that you keep coming after all these years? This is the question that I uh, keep asking everybody, and they kind of have the same answer, but uh, I'd love to hear your personal spin on it. It's really the premier show where all the breeds come together, and you have an opportunity to exhibit your finest animals um, against the other finest animals. So you'll have animals that will come into the ring that haven't lost all year long, and yours might be one of them as well, and you get to compete at that level against them. I think it just really heightens uh, the awareness of the great work that's happening in the dairy industry, the need for the dairy industry, and certainly uh, when you look around World Dairy Expo here in Madison, Wisconsin, all the exhibitors that come to promote their product uh, really gets uh, farmers excited about what the future might hold. Uh, if the Congress can help us a little bit with the uh, price of milk, that'd yes. be wonderful. Yes. I second, uh, I second you on that. And I guess my last question, how excited are you to drive back to Vermont? It's always fun to get home, but it is a long drive. We do it over two days, so we do spread it out. But it is a long drive home, and we need to make sure all the cows are comfortable for the ride home. So we will leave Sunday morning uh, instead of late Saturday. Uh, and get a good start on day one and then finish up on Monday and be home around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We've got the East Coast covered. We've got the West Coast covered. Let's head to the Great White North and talk to some Canadians. These people are from Quebec. They brought 30 head, traveled 1,700 miles, and it took them well over 24 hours to get to World Dairy Expo. And on top of that, they had to cross through an international border with all those animals. Um, my name is Steve Glode. I'm from, uh, well, we're all from Quebec and uh, Canada. So we traveled about two... I guess for you guys it'd be about 16, 1700 miles. So it took us, uh, this year we stopped at a farm in Illinois. So uh, it took us about 24 hours to get from Quebec to Illinois. And uh, we stopped once to milk the cows and feed them. And then we fed them again another time before getting here. And how many head did you guys bring in total? We brought uh, about 30 head from home. So Now I'm curious because... I'm originally from Michigan, so I lived only about an hour from Ontario. And it's always a pain in the ass to cross the border when you don't have livestock or live animals. What's it like to cross the border with this amount of animals? The animals isn't so bad. It's more everything, like our, our tack and stuff. We have a lot of wood that we want to use, but we're not allowed because it's like the tariffs and stuff against the lumber and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that, that's one of one of the main parts and then also the grain we can't bring our own grain because it's a agricultural product and we have to get all different charts made and make sure that every single bag is tagged the right thing and they, sometimes they even ask you to check everything so if you don't have it exactly the right way that they want it you could get turned around so, so how things go this uh this past time when you guys came through it actually went pretty good we only brought what we needed for grain 
and then we bought a lot of it here because last year we tried a, a feed store and it, they all liked it so it worked out good last year so we did the same thing this year and can you put into words why do you come to world dairy expo every single year you go through all this trouble you bring 30 cows you cross into another country there's all these tariffs there's all this everything but why do you keep coming Oh, it's a, it's it's the passion for the dairy genetics and stuff, and uh, like I have I have a few that I own myself, and I have one that I've bred, and uh, it's always nice to see them go on and compete with the some some of the world's best. So it's 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 a it's a passion. It's what we we work for all years to to come and compete here. I echo all three of these exhibitors' sentiments about World Dairy Expo, and the 53rd annual Expo was certainly an event that I will not forget. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the Uptown Karate Club, where we're about to witness an incredible display of, well, it's hard not to call it anything but a display of stupidity. Hey, buddy, do you really want to whack that pile of two-by-fours with the part of your body that you think with? You know, there are easier ways to prove you're a... Whoa! That's gotta hurt. Like I was saying, there are easier ways to prove you're a man. For instance, registering with Selective Service when you turn 18 shows that you're a man who's responsible and in charge of his life. Plus, it guarantees that you'll have the chance to receive college loans, job training, and government jobs. And best of all, it doesn't hurt a bit. Register with Selective Service within 30 days of your 18th birthday online at www.sss.gov or at your local post office. That's a nasty bruise. Is that a splinter? Snowmobile trailers are hitting the lot at I-39 Supply. We got RCs, easy haulers, missions, inlines, out-of-lines, side-by-sides. He can ramble on all day. Just stop by and see him for yourself. I-39supply.com. Shopping at Rogan's Shoes is fun. Shop great name brands and get the second pair for half price. Mix and match shoes for your entire family. If you don't need a second pair of shoes or boots at the time of your purchase, just bring in your receipt at a later date to receive your half price discount. Rogan's Shoes, a family-owned and operated company. Madison East and West and Janesville and Beloit. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. See complete details at a store near you. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers. A couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. The Queen of Cattle, the Princess of Pork, the Duchess of Dairy. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Oop, good morning. It is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. It is 519 right now. We apologize about that, guys. Um, I am not all those things that Pam is, uh, but we are on the line with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, tell me, how are things going to be looking? Well, they are still going to be just fine for today. I mean, we have nice temperatures. There'll be some sunshine, but the clouds are going to start to build in, and conditions are going to start to change. Uh 
in not a good way. I've uh, seen a lot of combines rolling yesterday, a lot of choppers out in the cornfields, soybeans coming in, actually making dust around the combine. Definitely looking like some harvest opportunities working out here and there, you know, just as well as you're combining and making dust. You can see in the middle of the field, there's a big pond all around all the standing beans. That's how this one's going to work out this year. We need more drying weather. I can't provide that. Low pressure is moving east and south Dakota, almost into western Minnesota this morning with a cold front extending south to Nebraska and down into Kansas, kind of a stationary front extending north to north-central Minnesota. That's where precipitation is being seen. There have even been some sprinkles at La Crosse here a couple of hours ago, hundredth of an inch at the airport. Just enough to let you know it's there, let's say that. Very scattered light rain up into central and northwest Wisconsin this morning. Some showers in eastern Iowa trying to lift northeastward into far southwest Wisconsin as well. More rain further out into western Iowa and Missouri. Rain up in far northwest Minnesota. And then there's snow western South Dakota into central North Dakota. I expect that low building into Minnesota to head east and northeast and for a cold front to move through. Most of us don't have to talk about rain until quite late this afternoon. Then there's a shower, a thunderstorm chance overnight into the day Friday. Rain amounts will add up. Cold air begins to build in then by late Friday, so the temperatures even drop Friday afternoon. Get a lot colder for Saturday and even on into the day Sunday. Some small chance of snow, especially into western and central Wisconsin, could be around here late Friday night or just into Saturday. I'll have all those forecast details right after this. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke wants to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to get yours absolutely free. Thanks to the wonderful folks at Quick Trip. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't delay. Log on now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the pork industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Pork Month in October. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. And it is 523 right now, and we are back with ag meteorologist Stu Muck, and you were talking about how, yeah, in some of the fields it looks like there's dust in one part and puddles in the other. My dad said the other day he was out uh, chopping corn silage, and then at a field just a couple roads down, someone got stuck. Yep, that's how this year's working out. I've heard almost everybody with a story about being stuck already, just trying to get fields open or work around the wet spots. Be really careful, and unfortunately, I can't say it's going to improve all that quickly either. Let's talk today about some sunshine, but clouds will build in, no doubt about that. And like Lacrosse has had the sprinkle this morning, I'd expect we all stand a chance, a small possibility of a scattered shower by late part of the afternoon, 3, 4, 5 o'clock maybe. Just a little scattered rain could move in. Still a mild day, upper 60s, with the southeast winds at 5 to 15. 
tonight cloudy showers possible a thunderstorm not cooling a great deal low 60s only in the nighttime the southeast winds 5 to 15 gusting near 30 still cloudy tomorrow showers possibly some thunderstorms early in the day just lingering rain later on total rain amounts still looking in that quarter to half inch range i'd expect southwest wisconsin could be wetter up to three quarters or better tomorrow's temperatures drop off in the late afternoon into the upper 40s with the west winds at 8 to 18 there may even be a little sunshine around for a time Saturday. Cooler, though, mid-40s. That little snow chance around then, Reba, I hate to say it. Friday night, early Saturday, central and northern Wisconsin. Uh, some accumulations expected in the Dakotas and western Minnesota. We don't worry about that, but it will be cooler for the weekend, a little drier into early next week. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much, Stu, and I hope we don't get all that you're predicting, but it's probably coming. Well, I hope it would change as well. We'll keep our fingers crossed. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Vinyl flooring has come a long way. Luxury vinyl plank flooring from Wise Way comes in a high-definition hardwood or tile look that's modern, very easy to install, and available at all price levels, and ready to beautify your home. I'm Mike Yancer of Wise Way Flooring, inviting you to visit our new showroom on Milford Street in Watertown. See how our vinyl flooring might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
You need corn hybrids with genetics and traits bred and tested in local conditions. I'm Shannon Latham. That's what you get from family-owned, proudly independent Latham High Tech Seeds. Numbers developed for your fields. New Star 4795 VT Double Pro Rib features great disease tolerance. Five-time first test winner 5245 VT Double Pro Rib is a Goss Boss. And 5739 Smart Stacks Rib is a widely adapted Gladiator Hybrid. Pick the best field by field at LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Come on, you don't want to be in Wisconsin come January. Why don't you join me? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke, and we're headed for Costa Rica and Panama, January 4th through the 13th. What a great way to start calendar year 2020, and what a great tour to teach us more about the culture, the beauty, and the agriculture in Costa Rica and Panama. We'll fly into San Jose, Costa Rica, for the beginning of our trip, and then investigate agriculture there. That includes coffee production as well as dairy production. Of course, there's a lot of natural beauty we'll enjoy in Costa Rica, including Arenal Volcano National Park and Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve. Then it's on our way to Panama, where we'll literally go from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, courtesy of the canal. And we'll also get a chance to visit with the indigenous population just outside of Panama City. Find more at HolidayVacations.com, keyword camp, and view the special online video presentation. Or call 800-826-2266. It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics, the future of forage is here. Everlong brings us out of break. That's the walk-up music of our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. And our guy Strobes, associate head hockey coach, Mark Strobel. Hockey season is here. Morning, boys. Morning. morning. What's going on? Strobes, you need a, I think, do we pick up a walk-up song for you, too? Was it uh, Led Zeppelin? No, something. I think it was The Doors. Oh, The Doors. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. The Backdoor Man. Strolls are big. <laughs> backdoor Man. So. Oh, yeah. Up, we know about that. Guys been? Doing good. Doing, doing great. Good. Doing great. Excited. Good to be here and excited the season is upon us. Uh, it is crazy to think about, Strobes. I mean, it seems like yesterday you and I were just, you know, setting records out at the average Joe in June, and now here we are, you know, with a uh, a matchup. How quick do, do things move, you know, once, once summer gets rolling and, and, and the guys get back on campus before you get to this first game? Yeah, well, this one was unique, uh, having gone up to British Columbia to play two exhibition games, and we were allowed 10 practices uh, prior to that. So we've been going, uh, you know, for us um, – I think it's been a good tool to have uh, to, to execute that this year and uh, integrate the freshmen quickly and see what we have as far as line combinations, goaltending, deep pairs, and special teams. So um, definitely like what we see, and the boys worked hard this summer, that's for sure. 
And Barry, he mentioned the freshmen, and I obviously want to get into the games this week and the season as a whole, but you know, people didn't follow the offseason. One of the, the biggest recruiting halls ever for a Badger hockey offseason. I mean, number one recruiting class. You got multiple first run NHL picks. I mean, this is like uh, these cats hit the mother load, didn't they, in the recruiting uh, trail last job. year? And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's what it takes. It takes a long time. And uh, in, in, in terms of the coaching staff getting on campus and, Getting the wings above them and then uh, just recruiting and pounding the pavement. And I know uh, with Coach Strobel, Coach Osiki, and Tony, these guys work really, really hard getting out there. And now a little bit of a fruits of the labor showing. Got some highly touted players with some veterans. So I'm really excited. This really reminds me of some good teams back in the 90s, 80s that had some really yeah. skilled players, but also had some third and fourth year guys to help with some uh, stability. So, Strobes, I got to ask you what you do during the offseason. Richter and I, we go to concerts once in a while, and yep. you bail on us when I came <laughs> to Dude, you missed Greta was rocking, Strobes. Come on, man. I've heard that. I, again, I'm probably working too much. That's all. <laughs> but with, with what we had going on with the BC trip, I think for us it was, uh, you know, we had to just change our schedules a little bit. And then there's constant recruiting. Uh, with USHL camps and uh, Buffalo had uh, U15, U16, U17 select camps. Um, I did a camp in Denver. I did a camp in University of Minnesota, and then we had three weeks of our own camps. And then the draft happened, and Jesus. next thing you know, we were up in British Columbia playing two games. So, not much of a um, off season for me, but <laughs> no you know what? Lord. It's it's well worth it, I think. And you'll see that uh, happen on the ice and in the classroom and in the community this year with the with the character that's been brought in but also you know n- not to dis uh, uh regard our junior class that's coming back those guys have been here two years they're excited they want to win they're competitive uh Wyatt Kalanuck our captain Tarek Baker an assistant Sean Dugan assistant they're really going to be our leaders they're going to be the guys we're going to lean on um that has seen the culture change that has set the culture now to hold the new guys accountable and I thought we had a strong sophomore class. This freshman class, uh, again, has been well-received, integrated. They're highly, highly competitive, and they are skilled and fast. So I think you're going to see a Badger hockey team this year that's tenacious. Uh, They're going to be very competitive, intense. We're bullish on the point. And uh, Daniel Lebedev, for sure, and and Jack Berry are going to have to be uh, 91, 92% in the goal, you know. So uh, I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Eves, uh, uh, we're talking no, with Mark uh, Strubble, associate head coach, and, and, and Barry Richter. So, Barry, I mean, the the, the, the rankings, we talked about number one. You know, g- give us some of the names. We saw a couple of these kids uh, drafted uh, high in the NHL draft. Like, give us some of the rundown of this uh, this recruiting class that's coming in. Well, you look at Caulfield, uh, you know, he broke all the you know, Patrick Kane's records and uh, at the USA program. I'm very, very highly touted as a quick release. I mean, Strobel's probably knows more than I do, but uh, because I've only only watched uh, tape of the guy or maybe just seen a couple games here and there, but, uh, you know, having him with just a a, a knack for the net, you you know, is is unbelievable. There's also uh, Turcotte, you know, I think he went fifth overall this year with the Kings, and, you know, some people might have said that maybe he wasn't going to come to Wisconsin, go right to the NHL right away, so you have some players that can probably play in the NHL at this point in time, and I know Montreal wanted Caulfield, you know, there's always there's a lot of excitement up in Montreal, and especially with these guys going up to Vancouver, I mean, the Canadian hockey is like NFL times 10, it, it, it literally is like NFL times 10 up in Canada, yeah. it is nuts. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 
Good morning and welcome back. It is 535 right now and this is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. Funding for the Dairy Innovation Hub is pretty much official. I'm Reba McClone and now from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. I had the chance to talk with Senator Howard Markline, who's on the Joint Finance Committee and was one of the champions of the Dairy Innovation Hub. And he told me why this was so important. Well, I think uh, the Dairy Innovation Hub is important. Uh, That was the number one request for the Dairy Task Force 2.0 that was assembled uh, over a year ago. And the Dairy Task Force, as you may recall, included uh, obviously dairy farmers from all over the state, uh, cheese processors, um, uh, allied uh, businesses that support uh, the dairy industry, as well as the uh, University of Wisconsin system. And, uh, you know, that was their number one ask. And so uh, what it does is provide additional resources to our three uh, strong ag uh, campuses, UW-Platteville, UW-River Falls, and UW-Madison, to continue research uh, on dairy, um, including the, the demand side of things. And when you talk about the different universities, are they going to be focusing on different areas uh, within that Dairy Innovation Hub, or how is that going to work between the three universities? Well, each of those campuses has a little bit, uh, you know, strength. And uh, so I think you're going to see a little bit of, of variation between the three campuses. And, you know, I, I've been, uh, UW-Platteville is on my campus, or I'm in my district, and they've done, a, you know, they've got a strong engineering department. Okay, so you might see uh, maybe a little bit more at UW-Platteville oriented towards not just dairy, but impact on environmental engineering, you know, and impact uh, of dairy, uh, you know, on, on, um, on water quality and, and, and uh, you know, land use. So, uh, but each of those campuses has got, you know, certain strengths, and I think they're going to try to leverage that as much as possible. And I've been excited by the cooperation and the communication that we've seen between those three campuses. And you speak about that cooperation and communication, and it said that there was going to that they're coming up with implementation plans and goals. Any ideas about what those might be? Well, um, the, the funding for this it's a it's a million dollars the first year, the year we're in right now, and then and then seven million uh, ongoing. And you know, this first year. All three of those campuses are in the process of kind of designing what this program is going to look like and what their emphasis is going to be and what the staffing needs are. So I think you'll see over here over the next uh, number of months uh, some flesh you know, getting put on the bones uh, of, their, of their plan. So, um, <clears throat> you know, by a year from now, we're, they're going to be off and running, you know, and, and doing research and have hired uh, their, their staff for these positions. So, you know, this year, the current year that we're in, fiscal year, will be largely, I think, kind of a, a, planning, um, a planning year. What are some of the goals that you're hoping to see come out of this? Well, I think that, you know, obviously we've had, there's been a lot of talk about the, you know, 
water resources and, and land stewardship. I think that's one of the things that they're going to be focusing on, you know, doing research on that, uh, have science-based, uh, you know, solutions uh, for that. Uh, the other thing is uh, I think they're going to be looking at the more of the demand side. Uh, we do an incredible job of producing the best milk in the world. And, you know, the production side of things isn't the issue. It, it's the demand side. So I think you're going to see some uh, research done in terms of uh, consumer tastes. Um, you know, can we uh, produce uh, milk that maybe uh, might be more nutritional for, for either young people, elderly, uh, for various segments of our population? Back to the Joint Finance Committee, did you find that this was mostly supported within that? Yes, yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, even in with something like this, there's some, you know, political grandstanding. But in the end, uh, this proposal, uh, and this is something that I had championed back during the, <clears throat> the budget process back in, in May, and uh, we didn't have any uh, buddy uh, co-sponsorship. Uh, help co-sponsor this on the other side of the aisle. But in the end, uh, everybody on the Joint Finance Committee uh, voted to support this, uh, which I'm very delighted for the support of the entire committee. You said that you've been out at a couple of Farm Bureau meetings lately. And so have you heard from constituents about this, about how they're feeling about this getting passed? Yeah, you know, and farms, you know, I mean, I, I think anything we can do to draw attention to the our dairy industry uh, is a good thing. Anytime, you know, we got a chance to talk about dairy in Wisconsin, I want to take advantage of that opportunity. So uh, farmers understand that this isn't something that's going to magically improve the price of milk overnight, but it's a long-term initiative that they support. That was State Senator Howard Markline talking about the funding for the Dairy Innovation Hub. And before we head to break, we want to say thank you to Rule Mutual Insurance, where premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong, as they once again support our Salute to Farmers program this fall. I also want to remind you to head over to the MidwestFarmReport.com to sign up to get your own free fabulous farm baby bib, thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. All we ask in return is that you send us a picture of your baby rocking that bib. And we'll be back with a look at your opening market number in just a moment. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I bet many of you don't even know that Wisconsin's got a school of veterinary medicine right there on the UW-Madison campus. Sometimes if you don't need that resource, you don't realize it's there. That's the way it was for Jody. Her dog Piper came down with an emergency gastrointestinal problem and she needed help right away. And she turned to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. 
I called them immediately knowing that I could get through to somebody and they pretty much walked me through it. And that alone just put me at ease. So I called back probably 15 minutes later and said, I'm on my way. Fortunately, that emergency after our visit to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine was productive. Today, Jody is a strong advocate for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and their expansion project. My name is Jody, and I'm the mom to my dog, Piper. I 100% support the building project for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, and I hope you will too. It's a gem for Wisconsin. You can help. Go to animalsneedheroes2too.com for more. The trade deal with Japan that President Trump signed this week is worth billions of dollars in new exports for U.S. agriculture. I'm Reba McClone, and I've got a look at your opening market numbers and agribusiness news on a Thursday. This deal provides staged tariff relief for $3 billion worth of beef, pork, poultry, potatoes, some fruits, wine, cheese, whey, ethanol, and more, plus immediate tariff relief for $1.3 billion worth of nuts, fruit, sweet corn, milk products, and grain sorghum. U.S. Trade Ambassador Robert Lighthizer negotiated and signed the massive agreement with President Trump at the White House. This is a very big trade deal. This is about $55 billion worth of trade. With this, we'll have more than 95% of the GDP that would have been in TPP. So it's, it's very important for farmers. Japan is the biggest market for the United States in beef, pork, wheat, and it's a substantial market in a variety of other things, including potatoes, which weren't mentioned, and a lot of the nuts and other products. Uh, it also affects wine and the like. So we see, we think we'll have substantial additional sales as a result of this. That was U.S. Trade Ambassador Robert Lighthizer. And our friend Mark Oppel gives us the bottom line. We have stated before that with less than 20% of corn and soybeans harvested, today's crop report does not hold the impact that an October report normally would hold. In addition, keep in mind that the updated harvest numbers were as of Sunday, and the data for today's report was as of October the 1st. We think that further dilutes some of the updated numbers today. And more than that, grain traders and others are watching China's chief trade negotiator in Washington to begin what is leveled uh, called high-level talks, and he carries with him an offer for a trade deal. Bloomberg reports, though, the offer is narrow in scope, doesn't include concessions on industrial policy or state subsidies, but go on to say the president may agree to a partial deal to obtain a political win. Very interesting. This is the Bottom Line Report. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. And now here's a look at those opening market numbers. Cash corn prices are at 394.5, which is holding steady. Well, March 2020 corn is at 405, down half a cent. Cash bean prices are at 926 and a quarter, which is up two and a half cents. And January 2020 beans are up two at 940. Wheat prices are currently at five dollars and three quarters cent, up a half a cent. Well, July 2020 wheat is holding steady at 516 and a quarter. In livestock prices right now, live cattle are going to start the day at one eleven seventeen and a half, which was up thirty two and a half cents. Well, feeder cattle were up three dollars at one forty four twenty five, and lean hogs were up two oh seven and a half, which was at sixty nine forty seven and a half. Double A butter prices are going to start the day at two oh five and three quarters, which was down four and a half cents. Well, block cheese was up six and a half cents at two oh eight, and barrel cheese will start the day at one ninety three and a half, up five and three quarters cent. And in milk contracts right now, November milk is at 
1880, which is going to be up two cents, while December milk held steady at 17.90, and into January 2020, those milk prices were at 17.10, down three cents. And looking at some of those market prices a little closer to home, out of Cottage Grove, cash corn prices were at 3.70, with cash beans at 8.51, and wheat prices at 4.43. In Jefferson, corn prices were at 374 with beans at 846 and wheat at 451. And finally, out of Dubuque, we had cash corn at 356 with cash beans at 868. That's been a look at your opening market numbers on a Thursday. We'll be back talking with Bryce Knorr right after this. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the community with two Senex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, Feed Mill offering Vita Plus products, Agronomy Center, and Blue Dolphin Car Washes. Become a member today. Visit us on Pleasant View Road or University Avenue in Middleton or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center in Middleton and check out the best decorative block and pavers around. Unilock, the fall is a great time for that fire pit. Come see our displays and let us help you make the most out of outdoor living right in your yard. Call today, 608-831-5059. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. We'd like to say it's straight from the horse's mouth, but she advised us against it. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning. It is 549 right now, and this is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. And we are so glad to have Bryce Knorr back on the line. And Bryce, there's a lot of things impacting the markets today. Uh, let's just start with the first one that's kind of right in our face, the weather. Right. Uh, we got a big winter snowstorm uh, moving out of Montana into the, the Dakotas today. Going to be dumping some incredible amounts of snow for this early in the season up in North Dakota. And we're already seeing some uh, freezing temperatures down into uh, Nebraska. Uh, readings as low as uh, 26 down in western Nebraska. So effectively ending the growing season in a lot of places. Tomorrow morning, we'll see a, a hard freeze line working into Iowa, uh, Minnesota. And uh, coupled with this snow raises a lot of concern 
about damage to crops that are still in the field. That includes, of course, 10% of North Dakota's spring wheat crop, not to mention corn and soybeans uh, in many places uh, that are still green, uh, according to uh, the farmers we talked to. So uh, a lot of uncertainty about what this weather system uh, means and just what it will wind up doing to the final production numbers uh, once these crops get harvested. Of course, up in North Dakota, uh, that may not be until spring. And and how is that impacting those market numbers right now? What are what are traders thinking about that? Well, we've been talking about uh, this potential for a hard freeze for, for over a week. Uh, the market finally got in touch with it a couple days ago, and we saw uh, big gains in uh, corn and soybeans. Uh, right now, we're up uh, a penny or two of the market uh, uh, shifting its uh, focus towards uh, today's USDA supply and demand report. That comes out at 11 o'clock central time. So we'll digest those numbers and then uh, probably turn back uh, uh, to uh, weather and uh, also the trade talks uh, that are happening in, happening in China. Uh, so uh, all sorts of things on the plate today. We'll kind of get at them one at a time here. Uh, at uh, When the USDA numbers drop, we do have some headline risk. The trade has uh, published uh, some bullish estimates uh, for uh, both corn and soybean production and ending stocks. So there's potential for some disappointment here uh, you, if the government uh, doesn't adjust uh, its uh, production and carry out estimates uh, as much as uh, the market is anticipating. Uh, now, uh, I do see uh, smaller uh, corn and soybean uh, yield estimates likely. Uh, but not as much as some people in the trade are forecasting. I think it's too early. These crops are still immature. Not enough of them have been harvested for us to really get a handle on it. And uh, USDA may make a small adjustment today in acreage, but uh, really we have to wait and see how, uh, how much of these crops is not, uh, not harvested uh, with corn uh, cut for silage instead, for example. And uh, that's going to take uh, well into November uh, until we get uh, a real good feel for that. So there is some potential for disappointment from these USDA reports uh, that can impact the uh, computer-driven trade, uh, particularly in the first few seconds uh, after the numbers come out. After that, the humans will take over. And uh, again, they're going to be looking at weather as well as the trade talks with China trying to get a feel for where the markets are headed. Yeah, and speaking of those trade deals with China and about this last minute that we have, what are we seeing as the potential benefits? There's potentially a partial trade deal that could be coming out of this year? Well, that's what the Chinese are are, uh, talking about wanting to do, and that would uh, perhaps get them buying up to uh, 1.1 billion bushels of U.S. soybeans, which would basically get us back uh, uh, to some levels where we were uh, maybe a couple years ago, although the total uh, exports uh, would still be uh, still be lower, uh, but it would uh, certainly stabilize the demand situation. Now, whether or not uh, we're actually going to uh, the U.S. would uh, go along with that incremental approach after taking such a tough stance on the, uh, the trade talks uh, all throughout this process, we'll see. But uh, the the uh, an example of the volatility. Uh, when a uh, report broke in the uh, uh, South China Morning Post uh, 
yesterday afternoon uh, that no progress had been made. The stock market uh, in after hours trading tanked 250, 300 points in a matter of about a minute or two. It's bounced back now uh, as uh, the trade talks get set to actually get underway. Yeah, like you said, I guess there's a lot going on. So we will just have to see and we will check in with you next Tuesday. Sounds good. All right. Once again, that was Bryce Knorr with Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. And you can check out his comments. He updates those by 730 every morning. We'll see you tomorrow.